0: Kura, this program is brought to you by
1: Wellington Access Radio. Wellington Access Radio, make your voice heard. Kia ora Wellington, you're listening to B-Side Stories at 106.1 FM, Wellington Access Radio. Um, this is Katia hosting the next interview, and Sadie's here in the studio with me. Hello, everybody. And we have... Our next guest is on the phone, which is really exciting because we're just learning to use the phone to do interviews. So,
0: You know what? I just realized I was going to ask questions as well, but I won't be able to hear her because I can't plug in. You can plug <laughs> just, in. Like, yeah, put me on mic one and all, just in case I have a
1: burning desire to ask something. Excellent. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we will be talking to Rebecca Rasmussen, who's holding on the phone. And we'll just put her in. Can you hear us, Rebecca? Yes, hi, how are you? Ah, good, it's great, we can hear you here too, everything is oh, working. <laughs> how are you going today?
2: Um,
1: I'm good, thank you. Yeah. Great. Yes. Um, so, I'll tell you a bit about um, what I know about Rebecca, and then you can tell us more about it. So, Rebecca is an emerging artist, a mom of two, and recently finished a postgrad diploma in teaching primary, is that right? That's great. Yeah, and today we would really like to talk about what you're currently doing as an artist and how that relates to your experience as a mum and parenting and, and what are you learning and what can you share with us. Um, so can you tell us a bit about what you're currently doing?
2: Uh, yeah, um, sure. So, um, yep, trying to juggle parenting and making art has been Yeah, it's a juggle, Um, but I love both, so I find the time to do both, and lots of it's integrated now. Um, I don't really see much of a separation between my parenting and my practice. Um, I found that that's one of the ways that I could still maintain a practice, was to look at... um, my media environment, which was my children, mm-hmm. and try to look at the world through childlike sensibilities, really. Um, so I started to use the materials that my daughter might play with in my own work,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
2: and I started using her drawings that she did from quite early on, um, and putting my own marks alongside hers. Um, and yeah, it sort of just started from there, really. <laughs>
1: Cool. So it's a bit of a, like a collaborative work of art with your, so is this your older daughter, Selva, is that right?
2: Yes. Yeah, so when um, she got older, um, because I used to take a lot of her material, they used to take her Play-Doh and everything like that, and I work from home, usually in our kitchen. Um, she's always sort of been in the picture as well. And um, as she got older, she actually, she actually said that, I should, she should be allowed to draw on some of my drawings because mm. I had taken some of hers, and that's how we started. Um, we had a show that was a collaboration with the two of us, and that's how it began. She sort of instigated that um, mm. whatever was mine was also hers. So because.
1: she claimed her own space there. That's really cool. Mm. Yeah, well, <laughs> she did. yeah, well, she yeah and me, she hey?
2: still tries to. <laughs> um, and I still let her sometimes, and um, yeah, but. I'm about to start another project, um, which I haven't done before, it's definitely new for me, but um, just a step off from working with just my daughter, I've um, decided to start a project with her school, uh, that's not quite set in motion just yet, but it's about to begin,
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, and I'll be going into some um, of her classes, taking large groups of children, which um, which. You know, it's very, very new to me, but I've also done this uh, year of um, teaching primaries. I've done a couple of placements in primary school, um, which I think will help or count towards making the, you know, a a much more comfortable process. It's, you know, the classroom environment's really different from just one child at home, (laughs) I've learned, but it's a really exciting one.
1: So will you be... So you won't be teaching art at her school, but you'll be working with the kids collaboratively too, or what's the kind of the cowpapa of the, of of the project you'll be doing with them?
2: Um, so yeah, I won't be teaching at her school. I'll, I'll just um, this is just a, a personal project that I'll be doing, working with the children in her class, mm-hmm. um, and I'm, I will be um, teaching or sharing some of what I can bring, but I'm predominantly interested in what the children can show me. Um, I think that children are inherently creative, and if anything, um, I learn a lot more off them and their ideas and their ways of seeing the world and how they make and explore materials and construct things, so that's that's what I'm trying to go in with, is to being open to learning off
1: them as well yeah and what do you think is the the importance of like adult artists connecting to that kind of creativity do you think there's something there's something lost of that creativity as an adult or what what happens in that transition
2: Um, i think so and i mean i know that i would like to think that i'm a really loose creative free soul but you know then I had children and realized I'm quite anal <laughs> um, oh I'll to use that yet, but and controlled and measured and um and my approach and um Selva and my children have shaken that up a little bit, which I think, you know, it's much more messy and a little bit chaotic but a lot you know and it's it's not so linear. Um and it's it can be intimidating and it can be overwhelming but I also think there's more joy and more possibility in it and, um, and I, you know, I think that's something that as adults we kind of get trained out of or, or I don't know if it's trained out of but, you know, we grow up and we learn that there's a way and a system and a, and a formula um, and we, you know, especially, uh, I mean, I just think it depends on what age you grew up in now. Uh, mm. I mean, I, um, I think there's it's just now with lots of education being more centred around play-based, but it's slow. Uh, so, yeah. And I, and it's just when you're young, everything you play with and everything you touch is just an exploration. Um, and you're bringing, you know, especially in those early, early years for ECE environments, it's, you know, when you get a child a piece of clay, they're just interested in what it feels like and... Um, those ideas, those, like of what they're going to do with it, maybe haven't come through yet. So there's that. I don't know. As an adult, I'm, I constantly have these ideas of what I want to make, and it never ever turns out the way I wanted it to. Whereas mm. with children, I think it's a little bit the other way around. Sometimes is they just make something, and then they're like, not always. Some kids that some kids I've learned do have definite ideas of what they want to produce. Um, but I think it comes more as they get older.
1: Yeah, well. I think I've- yeah. I, I don't actually remember, can't reference this study properly, but I remember someone telling me about a study that showed like just asking children and in different ages and towards adulthood what was the use of a, of a particular tool. And kids would have like, I don't know, would come up with 20 different uses. And as you get older, you progressively start zooming in on the official use of a tool. So, yeah. Yeah, that sounds <laughs> like grown
2: up. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, I my daughter often wants to make potions and um, anything's available to her. Um, she'll mix all sorts of ingredients together. Whereas, you know, I'm much more inclined to follow a recipe now. <laughs> you know, like, or know that you can't mix certain ingredients together. But she she wouldn't. She would, she would do it, and I think that's um, part of the fun, part of the process. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And what was I going to ask you? So as an as an artist too, and, and considering that you did an exhibition with your um, daughter, I'm really interested in hearing like what was the reception from the kind of more artistic world of this collaboration um, with a child and, and what are what's the kind of artistic environment like in that sense.
2: Well the gallery I showed through for that show it was a while ago now, it was PlayStation and they were really supportive. Um, and encouraging um, and so I mean I think even I was a little bit surprised because I had fears and doubts about how that might be received to show with a child um, and I've you know had it, as I when I had a child I was at art school and I read a lot of theory and literature on all the stuff on uh, women's art and um, child rearing and it wasn't all positive mm-hmm. it was actually kind of a downer so um mm-hmm. Um, I did feel lots of like, you know, um, doubt and self conscious around self consciousness around it.
1: Yeah.
2: But at the same time, um, I didn't want it to stop me. Uh and even though in some ways it has its limits and its challenges, I, I think I I for me found a way to keep it going that I couldn't you know, that I'm happy with. Um, and that was big part. And yeah, in the art world I think they received... Well, the people who came received it really well. Um, Yeah, I had people, I had lots of women who were mothers um, uh, who um, gave me some really great feedback, which was probably for me um, most special. I felt really um, happy to have inspired some people in that way. Mm. Um, And, uh, but... Yeah, and some people who said that they were really happy to see... Because the exhibition was quite joyful, I guess, and colourful. And they kind of acknowledged that it was nice to see work about having children that was joyful. um, Because it is hard Mm -hmm. and it is restrictive, but it doesn't have to be just that as well. And I think, you know... um, I don't know. And the people who didn't like it were... I
0: didn't
1: say anything, so... <laughs> True. <laughs> Which is nice, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I find it really interesting, too, what you were saying at the beginning, that the way that you found to deal with parenthood, in a way, was um, kind of challenging those boundaries between you as an artist and you as a mother, and, and instead of deciding to separate those worlds, you decided to bring them together. And, mm. yeah, and that's kind of... It's also aligned to that... To that idea of the messy way in which children approach their creativity which is as you say it's not that linear thing but it's like everything everything is valid open to to whatever the environment is bringing um and i wonder if that if that also relates to other kind of areas not only of art and motherhood but other work areas and motherhood because there's such a Like, it's such a challenge and such a division. You become a mother and you have to leave this other side, like, on hold until you're available to the world again. Um, So is there any advice that you would give other mothers about, like, integrating and being open to this messiness and messiness and flowiness of worlds? Um, Or
2: advice to mothers? No, mothers are, like, the people I go to for my advice these days. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I just, I just support people, parents, and mothers, fathers, parents, um, doing what they need to do to, to keep, for them to manage, you know, and we all have different ideas of what that might be. Mm. Um, some people might think it's selfish that I try to do a practice, an arts practice, mm. um, because it distracts me from parenting as well sometimes, but others might not. Um, for me, I think it makes me a better, a better mum, mm. um, you know, it, it yeah, it shows my daughter that you can be just you can be a mum. I had like just a mum, that's great, it's an amazing job. Um and you can do more. She's growing up at an age where she can do more than that if she wants and that's really fortunate. Mm. But you know, so um but yeah, so I don't, I don't know if I have advice for parents other than do what you love. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and she yeah, and share it with your kids as well. Because I mean, she's a bit arted out at the moment, but uh, <laughs> you know, she's like some of. I'm really grateful to have had that show with her. It's a, a really lovely memory that we're sharing now. Mm. Um, have so, um, it's it's nice. Um, yeah, and yeah, then, hmm. and I think yeah, all identity stuff. I think you'll practice or finding a way that, um, to integrate all those busy little areas of your life, if you can. Um, Really helps on that. Something I think our taught me was to look at, look at what you're doing, look at your immediate environment and, and draw inspiration from that. So if you're stuck somewhere or if you're struggling with a identity crisis or you are you know, use that. Mm. Use, use that to draw from.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Cool. Um, and yeah. and thinking about your your daughter's experience that you you were just commenting that she was a bit arted out and I was thinking also about this uh children who will be participating in your project at the school what do you think that that children get out of of this like I guess in a way it's a validation from the adult world of their stuff I don't really know what what do you think
2: Um I hope they get, well, we're going this day will be um, at a local gallery in Wellington, um, working towards the show there um, at Toy Ponicky Gallery, mm-hmm. hopefully. I think I'm allowed to say it, I'm, I'm not sure. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm hoping that the kids get to actually um, have some visits and um, connect with, you know, a Wellington artist um, and um, a Wellington gallery and um, also just get that regular opportunity to have. To be making in in class. I mean, I think that the school, my daughter's school, is already fosters um, some really great creativity stuff um, there. But yeah, just to have someone who's outside of their teaching environment come in. Um, and I think for me, I, I think it's a big part of it is um, for Tonga, like for That's my um, daughter's school, and they've been wonderful and supportive. Um, of me and lots of my personal development stuff, and with my and with my child, and I, I just love that idea of community and working with people um, who have given you so much and reciprocating that as well. Um, mm. So, I mean, that's another big motivation for it to be specifically that school. Um, I, I'm hoping that the children get some. I'm hoping that children get something out of it, but something that I can hopefully give back as well
0: because
2: i've received so much from them so hmm. and, yeah so just being a part of that giving back as well that relationship
1: yeah yeah can you tell oh, me a bit I'm of <laughs>
2: <I'm>
1: rambling? <laughs> that's okay there's there's space for rambling um yes. but can you tell me a bit about what whanaunga tanga means for you and kind of how it is lived through this project
2: yeah, I mean, there's a terms uh, the tikanga terms in uh, Māori culture, which are still relatively new to me, and I'm still um, trying to learn and understand these myself. Um, and I've felt it um, this through my daughter's education, I mean, she's... today on Māori is being taught in her school, and um, so is tikanga and... Um, she's coming home with these terms uh, which, you know, I had never known about. I didn't know, she, I think one day she told me that I showed great Tanga, which is sort of like love and aroha and respect um, and caring, for, you know, and um, I had to look the word up. I didn't know mm. <laughs> what she meant. And um, also um, tanga is, a, you know, about working with families and, and, and um, Māori families specifically and Building relationships um, with those, with families and parents in the community, and my daughter's school's done that with me. I'm, I'm Māori, but I haven't always identified out with that because I, I'm, like I said, I'm still so new to understanding what that means, and mm. there's lots of, you know, discomfort for me around that. Mm. But that school, um, you know, trying to work on the principles of whanaunga. Made me feel like that was a positive attribute, and despite my limited no, um, knowledge or to contribute anything, I I felt included, um, and I felt that my daughter's education was important to them, mm. um, as she's a Maori Pacifica student at the school, um, and I really appreciated that. And it's not sure, I'm not sure it's something that I had when I was um, young at school.
1: Um, yeah, and does it do you? Kind of feel that the kind of the working together together with the arts project enhances this in a way
2: sorry, can you repeat that
1: question? It, uh just wondering if you feel that working together in creating art enhances that kind of tanga in a way
2: yes, yeah, which is why you know i want it, I want it to be an ongoing um thing as well I'm, I'm hopefully trying you know. It will be all this term. Uh, so, yeah, and to establish those relationships with the students. I mean, there's students in her class, or, um, so I still know I know a few of them anyway, but, yeah, to keep that, that to build on those relationships and mm-hmm. that sense of community as well, you know, that's already established there, just working more and more with it. Um, so, yeah, it's not just like a one-off, Thing I want it to be um, more meaningful. <laughs> than that, hopefully, mm, <laughs> it
1: yeah. might just be a big pain for them. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> they'll let me know. <laughs> Surely, okay. um, yeah. yeah. And just before we we started interviewing you, Sadie and I were talking uh, a bit about what what I knew of you were doing and talking uh, talking about the the messy play and the messy process and and wondering why nowadays that is it's super encouraged for children like if you have a young child here you can you can actually go to a place where they do messy play and they have like buckets full of jello and spaghetti and the kids get into those buckets and play with it uh, but why why is it only for kids why why are adults not like encouraged or why are there no spaces for adults to deal with this and because i get the impression that maybe with your arts you're trying to open those doors too
2: Um, maybe I mean my desire to to hop into a big bowl (laughs) of spaghetti is less now (laughs) Um, but only because I you know have to deal with so much stuff as a parent anyway (laughs) (laughs) Um, so much mess Um, hot showers hot showers are the sensory thing I'm into at the moment but um, yeah I I don't know I think adults it's harder for adults I mean I think definitely are adults that um I and chaotic. I mean, I mean, if anything I've learned, I mean, I think I'm not too allowed to say this, but I find like adults can be just as challenging, if not more, than children.
0: <laughs> um,
2: you know, um, I have more patience for children, I think, and I, I mean, there's plenty of grown-ups who, um, yeah, who I think can be missing in kourouk and maybe they're the ones that get more of a hard time because they don't always necessarily fit what um, society expects from them. Um, so yeah, I don't know, but I, yeah, in terms of spaces for adults to play, I think there are some really good um, things around, like art workshops and artists around who run workshops for adults, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not
0: sure. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm going go to have to question. try and search for that. I'm very tempted by jumping into a bowl of spaghetti still. <laughs> I
0: don't yeah. know if it's exactly messy play, but Vincent's art workshop, I went, I went and had a look and always meant to get around to going back. But yeah. um, I, and I was just like, this is like a play centre for adults. That's true. They, Vincent's <laughs> you can still do whatever Winston. you want. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
2: <laughs> Do you I mean there's really great interactive works that I've been to, um, where, you know, like I was, there was an artist, David Croft, he was a lecturer of mine and he has um makes these like inflatable bouncy castles and he had one at the um City Gallery where you can actually go inside and play. I mean, those are much more playful experiences than anything I think I've created. Um and, you know, they're for adults and children, if anything could they are so, like, too little, but, um, yeah, yeah, there are a whole experience, you know, playful body experience that you can go and do, and there's, I mean, I can't think of artists right off the top of my head, mm. um, but yeah, there's definitely artists out there who, who make work for that sort of, um, interaction as well,
1: yeah,
2: adults, yeah.
1: Do you have any questions that you'd like to ask, Sadie, or?
0: I think you've done pretty well (laughs) covering (laughs) off. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Oh, I'll try and think of one. So, okay, Rebecca. um, Just wondering, what are the main changes you've noticed, if any, in your practice since working with the kids in your own art practice?
2: Mm, Sorry, what are the some of the main changes? Yeah. Um, Yep. Definitely for me, the the materials I use, um, they're much more domestic in nature. Um, they're much more temporary. I really like that idea of, you know, when we give our kids stuff to play with, it's always the cheap, crappy materials, your recycling cartons, you know. um, It's never quality stuff. um, And, it's, you know, they make these things that are um, sometimes a little throwaway. So that that whole value, I I like the um, materials that perhaps don't have that, um you know have a low value like they really throw away and maybe you just don't see them as valuable material to make art from um also the way I make I mean I I used to like to be at I have less time less chunk solid chunks of time so um, in some ways you know if I get a couple of hours to do something I'll do it um, and it's my work's got looser, I think, because of that, um, which I think is a good thing. Um, and also it's got a you know a portability, like I've kept works very small, which is really hard because I really want to go big often, um, but I'm restricted in space, so you know I've tried to make use of um, you said that or work within that and keep work that's small and portable. If it is big, for example, a big drawing, it's usually something that can be folded and put away easily. Mm -hmm. Um, So just things like that. uh, That's how my works change. And colour, I used to, um, before I had children, I didn't use much colour. In fact, I was quite intimidated by colour. Um, Interesting. And now it just, now now there's heaps of colour and it's, (laughs) you know, it's just like a candy land sometimes. (laughs)
0: Um,
2: Yeah. Um so yeah, it's changed a lot actually. And I think for the better.
1: But who knows. <laughs> That's great. I I personally think it's really inspiring to hear how you've like kind of had this flexibility to change your practice and get inspiration from whatever is happening in your life at the moment. And I'm really looking forward to seeing this exhibition hopefully at Toy Poneke, Although it sounds cool. like it's I'm, not fully I'm, confirmed yet.
2: Yeah, oh it's yep, it's mostly confirmed I'm Just um waiting to begin the um, program or the classes with the kids.
1: So cool. just waiting to hear back on Would that doing. be next year, you reckon?
2: Uh should be this term actually. Uh, so great. we've just started back this term, um, and I'm hoping to be in there in the classrooms by next week. Um, so yeah, I mean it's I mean, yeah, it's it's um scary going in not knowing what it is exactly that I'm making yet, but I think that's part of the excitement too, is to just kind of go in with an open mind and see what um, what the kids kind of come up with as well, uh, and how much involvement they have will be depending on that process too um, uh, you know it's, I, I don't have storage to keep all their work,
1: uh, so true. it might
2: be a matter of documenting it and just
0: Oh mm, my clean. God! Tell me yes. about it. I've got boxes and boxes of photos taking. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm sure you'll you'll come up with, with some great ways of sharing with the rest of the community what's been mm-hmm. happening in there. And yeah, hopefully it's a it's a great way of showcasing all yeah. the stuff that kind of just gets accumulated and accumulated. Yeah, because it's such a continuous creation.
0: The kids don't see it that way, today. it's more about process for them. True. And we want to hang on to these objects. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so we have 30 seconds Ooh. to go. Um, but thank you so much for joining us today, Rebecca. It's been awesome talking to you and all the best in this project coming up.
2: Oh, thanks for the opportunity to talk <laughs> and share. Thank you. Cool. <laughs> thank you. Rebecca. Bye.
1: See ya. <laughs> Bye. That was Rebecca Rasmussen telling about telling us about her project and this is B-side Stories saying goodbye.
0: (laughs) That program was brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get
1: your voice heard. Thanks New Zealand on Air for funding the Access Internet Radio project.